Welcome to the Business Spotlight. I'm Brenda Hector and joining me today, Harsha and Sophia, Samara Wickrama of Samara's Healthcare. Um, thank you very much both for joining me. Um, just uh, first off, a quick introduction. Who are you and what do you do? What is it that you're in business uh, providing? Um, so I'm Sophia, um, the better half of Harsha and Sophia. Um, we are currently in health and social care. Um, we provide um, different types of facilities in the health and social care industry. We're predominantly recruitment at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because we started in 2021 during COVID time. So, um, because, you know, lots of people lost their jobs during that time. So we wanted to, one of the main reasons we started recruiting is because, you know, we wanted to help some people as well uh, to get back into working. And healthcare was the only thing going at the, at the time. So, yeah. you know, and, and Sophie comes from uh, a healthcare background. She's got about 20 years, nearly 20 years uh, of experience in the industry. And I come from an IT background. So we thought, you know, put them together. I bring in some technology into it and then Sophie's expertise. And I, I learned as well. I did uh, my NVQ in recruitment. So mm -hmm. I learned that bit and got Sophie's experience and knowledge in uh, in healthcare. And then we put it together. Yeah, I keep getting sucked back into health and social care. I've been trying to get out of it many times, but it just keeps coming back to it. And I've done a lot of consultancy work and helped a lot of businesses set up that we thought, well, we're doing it for other people. Why not do it for ourselves? And so we took the plunge and thought we'll just try it and see how it goes, really. And here you are then, uh, a couple of years on. Yes. Yeah. And uh, how's it been? What what sort of journey has it been? It's been tiring. It's, people think that with recruitment, because that's the predominant bit, bit, is literally you grab a candidate out of thin air, the perfect candidate, and you just place them into the perfect job and that's it. And it is nothing like that it's very very hard like i come from a hr background as well so internal recruitment and external recruitment are two completely different things and not the same um so it's just educating people on that and ourselves and clients as well of the differences um that is one of the main things yeah we come across a lot of uh, problems, troubles every day on a daily basis. So you know, problem solving is part of the part of the journey uh, on a daily basis. Um, and especially coming to recruitment because we're in healthcare recruitment, it's very difficult to uh, get into uh, like a new. Obviously, that's one of my things that I have to get new uh, new clients. So mm -hmm. that's it's not an easy task either, especially because of this raising uh, rising. Um, uh, cost of living and businesses are struggling as well and and the funding that they get you know is getting cut down quite a lot so so it's difficult but we try to provide something different from most other recruitments and we try to because from our own experience from sophie's experience mainly we try to coach our, um, our candidates and look after them quite a lot uh, because of that we can bring the best out of them as well so mm -hmm. So we can provide a, a, a lot better um, a service to um, to our clients. So that's something that we differentiate ourselves from most of the other recruiters in the market. Also, I tend to go out to all the services. It doesn't matter where it is. We go all the way down to Cornwall because we're based. Oh, okay. Yeah, or um, because I make a link with the clients, they know that I understand about health and social care 
and I get to refuel the the company. So then that way it's easier to speak to candidates about the company, what it's about, what you do. And that also builds trust in the clients as well, because they've met me face to face and I'm not just someone that's just walked into recruitment. One day it's just from the heart, really. Yeah. 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 And so I, I guess the there are there are challenges and benefits of of being in the in the social care sector because there must be quite a turnover of staff. Very, very high. Yeah. It's, it's very high, not just from our point of view, from the the client's point of view as well. Because um, there's different, different rules. I just think that um, the money doesn't reflect what yeah. they do. Yeah. No, people just think it's a low, low paying job. It, is, like, it shouldn't be that low, the rate of pay that staff get. And that's why the health of social care is struggling. Um, I know they've brought in this half of social care worker visa, but they haven't. They've done the short fill at the moment, but they haven't actually identified the whole problem of paying the the workers that are here and looking after the ones that are here. Because if they did, I think it'd be nice flowing like how it used to be many years ago. Um, so there's always going to be a high turnover, even with us. I think our longest standing staff member is one year. But there's only a handful that have been with us for one year. The rest of them have been with us like 12 weeks or less. It's, it could get to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, because we are in temporary recruitment as well. So it's not like long term, obviously. Okay. But, but having one temporary candidate for a whole year is quite a big thing as that's, well. So yeah, you know, you must that's, be doing something nice. Yeah. <laughs> Touchwood never had anybody leave us. Like, so the, the people don't leave us. Like when they join up to us, they don't want to leave us. Like they don't move over to the clients or just want to leave for the sake of leaving. They leave because they have to move on to other stuff. Um, or unfortunately, we have to dismiss them because they're just not right fit for the business or the clients because we have to look after the right things. But so we are doing something right with people, even if, should we say, like, you know, after like the 12 week mark, they're allowed to move over to the company. A lot of them still don't want to move. And it's not about the money. Actually, not often. None of them have the. People have tried, and that just shows how good it is. And from the feedback we got, it's like they say that you you give that family feel, and you know you look after us, and you know you do fight our back and everything. And that's what we're about at the moment. Yeah. So it's about the culture that you're building within your business, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. we're trying. We're trying to be. We said on our website we're a family feel business. It is a family feel business, and that's what we try to do. Yeah, because the pay is not on our side, so we have to. We have to. Uh, embrace the other things that we can offer um, to our clients as well as the candidates to keep them all happy. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, fantastic. So, had you always wanted to start a business? No, not really. No, uh, my family, are in, my family, are in, into business since I've known. I was just happy, nine to five, left alone in the corner, doing my HR, doing my care. You know, I was, I was happy going to the gym. You know, you switch off. Come five o'clock, you can switch off and have your life. You don't need to worry about stuff. Um, I think you were the same at the same point then. Yeah, well. my, my family is not into business at all. None of my family, my extended family, cousins, not, none of them are into business. They're all professionals. Um, so I was in IT as well. Like I said earlier, I was working in IT. When we had kids about 
five years ago, uh, six seven years. years yes. well, so. Okay, no, okay, we had the kids seven years ago. Okay, <laughs> uh, but then, but then uh, after like two years into having kids, and I just realized like we're not spending enough time with the kids. We're just working all the time. We're away or something. I want to do do something that we can work in our own own time, own pace, and spend more time with the kids. Okay. So, so that's that's when the the business idea came into my mind. We need to do something in our own terms. I see, like, because when I when I returned to leave, I didn't want to go back. I missed I missed my kids so much, and you know I got headhunted quite a lot because half of social care because I was in, we was based in the Midlands back then in Worcestershire. Um, when people found out I was in half of social care and I'd set up care homes, they headhunted me. And they came to me and said, set you up. Then they realized, Harsha knows about IT, you can do websites. So they were using us as consultancy based anyway. So it just naturally went that way. And then we just decided on it. Yeah. Before this, we tried a few other different ventures, but um, businesses, but you know, the, none of them actually uh, were successful as this one. Um, yeah. So we, we learned a lot from them as well. And then we finally got to this point and still learning every day. So it's That's really something great. we say. You, um, there's no such thing as failure, only learning. Oh, yeah. So I don't even like well, using the word at all. Yeah, because we learned a lot. Yeah. Harsha wanted to go into setting up businesses. So I let him try a few things, but it just wasn't right. So we just said that the biggest thing that's never going to go down, Harsha, as well, is half a social care. People would always need care. You can't have AI for that. You can't. You can't. You, you're always going to have human touch. And with the expertise that we had, and I've done literally every single job from hands-on care all the way to setting up, like I said, like compliance, training, HR, everything, coaching, it just made sense. And so we said like, and it was a big risk to take because we invested all our money, literally everything we had, all our time, energy, money into it. Um, and we just kept it as two of us. So it's our money. If it doesn't work, it's on our shoulders like we don't need to worry about it and like i said it's only been like a couple of years properly and you know we learned so much so so much things that people used to say to us at the beginning like you got to register the company like uh-huh with who <laughs> like who do you register with oh you need to um do that i mean like what is that like we didn't get we didn't get it now when people talk to us about it we can just talk and talk about it it's crazy how much you learn it's a very steep learning curve at the beginning Absolutely. isn't it yeah yeah for sure um, what about um, I'm I'm interested in the the challenges of being a husband and wife team then and uh, and working together running a business together. Well, there's a good and bad, I think. Yeah, you know yeah, what right. we do? We actually split the job. We first at the beginning, Harsha didn't listen to me. I'm not going to lie because I'm about compliance, and he didn't get how strict the half of social care is because it's different in IT, which he can explain. But you have social care, you have to. We have to have the compliance from the get go. We have to be really down to the T until you you learnt it from auditing, and then his mindset changed. Um, when we we sat together and Harsh even said like we need to split our jobs. So you do your thing, I do mine, but have a little dab of each other. So there's certain things Harsh does that I don't know how to do, or I just I'll have to learn. And same same with me. And from when we have done that, we've been okay. We still have our ups and downs especially on call because sometimes when i'm tired i'm like harsh oh, you take that on call like and deal with the clients today or he vice versa so sometimes we do have it but most of the time we have to work together otherwise it would just affect our personal life as well 
Yeah, like you said, we, we bring in two different sets of uh, uh, expertise or knowledge and experience. So I look after mostly the technical side. So I'm I'm into I, I like bringing the new technologies and trends into yeah. the businesses to because we were at some point we were uh, looking to hire some people as well to help us in the office, but I realized like it's. It's, it's there's more chance of making human errors and it's, it could be more expensive and having to deal with more stuff like we have we, have, we are dealing with lots of candidates at the moment and and clients so having to deal with more as office staff as well could be a bit more work for us why don't we just bring in some technology yeah. and use like mobile apps and online tools that we have the software that we can use to uh, make make our work a lot easier i was very reluctant at the beginning because of cost i'm not gonna lie like with a lot of stuff that you have to go into like onboarding systems and that base it's like two-year contracts three-year contracts have we are we going to spend that money um but then if you look at the other side like hiring a recruiter is base could be like two thousand pound plus commission and stuff and if we don't have the work or they don't bring in the money um to make their wages and the business move forward is that worth it also we haven't got everything set up yet we're still setting up the compliance setting up the um like all the back work the finances the con continuity plans we're still setting up so for somebody to walk into the business at an early stage when we haven't even got the basics still set up it's going to look messy to them and they would leave and we don't want them to do that so we'd rather make all the errors learn what we need to learn um we're never gonna leave ourselves like we want to every day sometimes like sometimes ah like you know it's stressful like we want to just go to bed or just go out we can't like you know but we know we're always going to come back to the business because we do actually love doing it and um, let's make the mistakes we're going to continue making mistakes we make laws of mistakes quite often and we do both hold our hands up to it and say how are we going to make it better and we've learned so much from it yeah like um yeah because we're husband and wife we have uh, disagreements quite a lot as well because when I start try to bring in some new technology or something, Sophie's always reluctant to give it a go. So I had to explain, and you know, that's just an example. But uh, at the end of the day, we have our meetings, like business meetings. We we don't bring the family into that. It's just me and me as two directors. We have our business meetings and we discuss, bring the the good and bad. Um, like say, say for an example, like if I'm trying to uh, uh, convince Sophie to like use a new technology or something, so I have to come up with the good and bad about that particular tech piece of technology that I'm trying to bring in to uh, make her understand. That's just an example. So uh, yeah, even though we are a couple, we keep the family issues aside out of the office. So when you come into the office, we just carry on with. Uh, we have an, we have an office in our home as well. So we just when we work from here, we just. We bring the family issues outside of the office and bring uh, just yeah. business knowledge here. Um, I work, I coach a, a, a few uh, husband and wife business uh, partners. And yeah, it, from what I've learned, uh, if you have clear clear rules and clear separation, then it, it, it works well. Yeah. Yeah. Both of our main aims is to set up a successful business for our children. So it's not like, I've seen a lot of, partnerships with people a lot because i know a lot of people that got businesses um down the line two years three years five years later they do split up and they set up separately but as a, a husband and wife i really i don't see i see them still sticking together and 
going strong 10, 15, 20 years later, they're still going strong and then their kids get involved. With the cost of living and the life how it is now, it's going to be hard for our children later on. So we want to show them that you can set up. They might not want to do what we're doing, but at least they know that like we can like to have someone to mentor them while they're growing up. Because the oldest one, he's only six yet. He's learning off us already or understanding. Like, like we spend a lot of time with him and like, you know, mom and dad are working to, you know, grow the family business. Yeah, great role models for them. Yeah, we're trying to be. Trying to be, yeah. <laughs> so, who's been your biggest supporter? Where, where have you had? Where have you got the support that you've needed to get this far? We got few friends, and uh, we speak to about. Say, for an example, like we didn't understand how VAT works and what we need to do with that yeah. a couple of years ago. So we spoke to one of Sophie's uh, long-term friends. Uh, who's running a, a very successful business uh, down in um, in West Midlands? Uh, that's like, and then one of the brothers. So my, one of my brothers yeah. uh, is very very supportive. My mom is supportive as well yeah. because she sees the tiredness that we do. Like you know, like the, like we're looking after two children. We're in Scotland. You know, we're running the business from from scratch, and she knows that the type of work we do. My other brother, he knows about like sometimes we're driving all over the uk constantly driving back and forth and he's always worried and thinking like we're burning out he understands so we try and surround ourselves with positive people that are good role models um we do cut out the people that are just time wasters yeah we'll have so we'll socialize with people but we need people that are going to benefit our lives in a good way we might not talk to them for like five six months but we can pick up a conversation they understand the hardships of business and they are the real people that are going to push us forward and mm-hmm. um, people that are just there that just don't want to move forward and stuff we'll socialize them on with them as a friend level but not on a business level if there's anybody that comes into our business giving us their opinion and they haven't got their own business or they don't understand about business we tend to ignore all that we've had so many people saying oh you've put all your money into the business what if you like get a divorce you know what if it doesn't work you know i, I just we just say it is what it is isn't it <laughs> like what can we do about that but like so we'd have had a lot of people not understanding we harsha had a lot of setbacks with people saying you've left a really good job to go and do this you did yeah. get that. No, even my parents, but they're still still telling me off for uh, leaving an IT job uh, to start a business. But um, this is what we decided to do, and we're going to stick to it, and we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So they don't. Some people don't get because we don't. We're very private people. We don't tell people how it, what happens uh, behind closed doors. So they don't see the hard work that we put in. Or sometimes they might think we put no work in, but sometimes we're working day in day out for hours at a time. Um, so they're just thinking, nine to five would have been better for you guys. Why do this? Not realizing, you know, who's going to look after our children? Who's going to uh, run the business? Who's going to put food on the table? Not only that, we've just made jobs for a lot of people. A lot of people out there value what we're doing for them because a lot of them are moving on. We've had a lot of overseas people as well that have moved on to senior jobs um, to, like, you know, if they want to secure visas, they go secure visas or go back home or move into the nursing jobs. So we have helped people in certain ways of you know we boosted we boosted the economy basically it might be just a small amount but is enough to try and help um but the plan is plan is to contribute more to the economy so yes. as we grow That's so it. yeah we, we're on, so I've, got, on, I've, on I've got a lot of questions there then yeah um, go ahead. What, what would you say to someone who was thinking of starting their own business do it 
as I do it, um, you might fail. People might put you off. But if it's in your heart to try it, try it because you will grow, grow up and think, I wish I tried it. Like, so I would just say, go for it. Like, you know, do your research um, about the business. Try and know a little bit about the business. Put down your aims of what you want to do, like your two-year, your five-year, your 10-year goal, and then look back at it as you go on because ours has changed a lot and because the economy is changing all the time. Um, it, you know, save up a little bit of money. You don't need a lot of money. People think, oh, we need thousands of pounds to set up. But, for example, in health and social care, if you wanted to, we could set up with nothing because I, I was willing to drive anywhere in the UK to start the shifts to know I'm guaranteed to get them shifts. So you just start to, and a lot of people do, like Sir Alan Sugar, he started with just, you know, nothing and selling aerials at the back of his car. There's a lot of people out there that just are doing it. But people that have been talking about it, I know some people that have been talking about it for years and years and years, and they're still nowhere near even doing it. And time's ticking, you know, you don't stop getting older. So just just go ahead and do it. And if it fails, it fails, you learn from it. Um, the guy from Gymshark, he set up six businesses before his Gymshark set up, and now he's a billion pound company. And he goes, he, kept, he knew he wanted to be in this sports industry. And, you know, he tried and tried and put a lot of money into it, but now it's paid off. Yeah. So it's about, it's about knowing your thing, you know, yeah. you're, you, you've taken your expertise and you're making a difference to people's lives, you know, providing them with jobs and, and the uh, career, you know, stepping stones on their career. So I think that's, you know, really well done. To... Yeah, we, we don't really for us we just feel like we're not doing enough but then when we sit back and talk to someone about it we're like oh, we don't we've done quite a lot you know we are quite compliant we're quite you know we're setting up businesses we know about the you know vat and continuity plans and organization structures and you know basic things that we think is basic other people might not know so it's really nice that we are going in the right direction and we are the, the difference is we're both willing to learn Mm -hmm. and um we, we educate ourselves we study studying is a big part of um uh like growing a business always like harsh is going to do some courses because of how we want to move the business forward so he's going to go and do a few day courses i don't care where it is in the uk just go and do it because it's going to benefit our lives if i need to do another degree or qualification i'm going to do it it doesn't matter if i'm 50 if i'm 60 it doesn't matter because the business is going to need that and i need to learn the new stuff or new skills all the time yeah so i want to add something as well like if if someone's interested in starting a business don't start a business just because you see someone rich and you know living a nice nice lavish lifestyle or something don't start businesses for that you know start something that you have the passion in like you know something you really like so learn about it uh do your education like sophia was saying learn about it do your research and then do it Get into it you know uh, you may not be successful straight away you might make a few mistakes but then you learn from every mistake you make you won't do it next time then you do it better the next time and business life is not all um it's lavish and nice uh, like uh, all comfortable all the time it's there's there's a lot to learn every day there's lots of problems that you have to solve on a daily basis and like sophie said you know like sophie had to go for weeks and weeks uh, away where we live in Scotland and Sophia had to go to the other side of the UK, like Cornwall side, somewhere said Devon for weeks and weeks away yeah. from the kids um, to do the ships sometimes and um, without proper sleep sometimes yeah. doing 
shifts at night and then seeing uh, clients. It's a lot of hard work. And then while I was here, I was running the business from home, looking after the two kids as well. But it's it's it all pays off at some point, but you just have to put the hard work in uh, to build it all up. Because now we're both in Scotland. I don't need to go away once in a blue moon if I want to. And we've set up a base and we've got respect from clients. And then our name's going around slowly, but surely our name's going around already. And that they're coming to us for more work or we're, we are becoming their preferred supplier. And then we're setting up the same thing in Scotland, but Scotland's a bit slower um, because it's up and coming. I think they're not, they're not like, I don't think they use as much agencies or we're a small name. So we're just going to build that same, you know, trust with them as well. So, yeah, so it does pay off in the long run. Fantastic. Um, brilliant, brilliant message to, to put out to anyone. Um, what does the future look like for Samara's healthcare then? There's so many ideas running through our head. It's unreal. Like, like when we was in England, um, talking about a business, we thought, let's go set up in Scotland because England's full. It's not going to work here. Like, there's too much competition, too many people. And it get it never get. We were filled with anxiety that, you know, we're going to fail. And we thought, in Scotland, it's nothing's been set up yet. But when we moved to Scotland, we realised we should have just started it where we were. Because where we were, we were very close to where all the businesses. So we underestimated that it doesn't matter where you move, just 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 start doing it. Um, from there, because we were learning a lot, we've got so much so much that we need to go into. We're just literally a small fish. Like we just do temporary recruitment. We haven't even started full term uh, recruitment, fixed term. We haven't gone into nursing yet. We haven't gone into the other areas like office. We haven't set up the CQC and the care inspectorate yet. We haven't set up the care homes and the domiciliary care. So we've still got a lot to do. And we're qualified trainers as well. So we want to set up our own uh, training portals and stuff as well. There's so, so, so much to do. It's just not enough time. So we don't know how much we can do in a short, short, short time, really. So we're trying to continue to build it. Um, but we are not looking to rush it. It's not... We're looking to take our time and grow organically and as long as we've got enough to survive on and we're making that report because it, it is growing organically itself. Yeah. And uh, the competition is really high as well in the recruitment industry at the moment, especially in healthcare recruitment, uh, because uh, uh, because of this uh, healthcare worker visa as well that the government brought in. Uh, lots of um, people from overseas coming to and trying to come to the UK as healthcare workers, and we don't know most of how um, how uh, real or fake they are as well because you know uh, so and lots of people have uh, set up recruitment uh, companies just to bring people here, and most of them are not even compliant, and that's that's something that we don't want to get into. So we want to get the right people in the business for the right reasons so that's why we have a, we have a long process we do the training and everything properly so if someone thinks that it's not for them then that means they're not right for the job anyway so we don't want them so we get the right people in for the right job right reasons so we want to grow as a business with these people that who are working with us so and our clients as well so we don't we don't want to take shortcuts so it's a like sophie said it could be a slow process, but we have a long way to go and we are hoping to go a long way. 
Um, yeah, we got we got we got lots of plants in the pipeline. So we do do a lot of statistical data analysis as well from when we first started to now looking at our finances to now looking at um, the clientele, looking at the staff, looking at how many shifts we get. Are we seeing? Like we do a lot of like SWOT analysis, personal analysis on, um, and we look at like is the business growing in the way we should, or should we slow it down? Should we speed it up? Uh, we try and give ourselves goals and try and match them goals. So Harsha has his set of goals, I have my set of goals, and if we hit it, we do celebrate it as well. So even if your husband or wife being, we do celebrate. Yes, like you know, we've got another client. Let's go and do something like you know. So I think that really helps. Like we just we never switch off which is really annoying. We don't switch off. We try and switch off by going to the gym, taking the kids out and about, you know, having, you know, going out for meals, but work's always there in the back of our minds as well, which is sometimes a bad thing, but it's just how passionate we are at the moment about doing things. We are a British run company that we set up in 2021 officially through like company house and stuff, but we set up at the same time as like said, thousands of people out there. So we kind of can get um, clouded over. Like our name is Smaras, we chose that because it meant something to us. But we always thought should we have ch chose a more British name because now we've just got lost in translation with a lot of other companies as well. Um, so we always think about the good things and the bad things. Have we made the right choices or not? Should we revamp things? Should we not revamp things? And, and just just keep learning. Really, we're never gonna stop learning. Mm -hmm. I think if the name is, doesn't. It's starting not to matter anymore now because now. <laughs> clients are coming to us now because. Because most of our competitors have just fallen off the wagon now because they they, they they want something quick and then they got their quick thing and they're out now. But we are still in the business in the game. Um, so most of the clients have realized that as well, that we are doing it the right way. So they're actually starting to come to us now, which is great. So yeah. it's yeah. funny though, like uh, two weeks ago, one of our, um, one of the clients said to us, like, basically, Hey, Sophie, tell Harsha to put a rocket up your backside because everybody wants you, like the whole of our company down this area wants you guys. So you're going to get a lot of calls um, because you're the main supplier now. So we went from like 10 homes with this company to like at least 18 homes. And they were ringing us like people that we thought would never ring us, like other managers, like, can you help us? We're like, yeah, that's fine. Because sometimes even if you don't get on with them, you might not get on with all your clients. You know, you might have differences, but you have to sometimes put that to a side and just get the business done. We're trying to run a business. They're trying to run the the organization that they're in. And because we've been longstanding for a while, the, they've got that respect for us now that we can try and move move forward as, as, a, as a whole because we've both got the same end goal, which is to provide care for the service users. That's brilliant. You, you've, got a, you've got a double-edged benefit, haven't you? You're providing care for service users jobs for people at the unfortunately at the lower end of the the income spectrum so yeah i think i've just given myself goosebumps just saying that out loud. Yeah. i no, love i love what you're doing that's it like harsh has always said to me should we go into nursing should we go into nursing but i don't have the confidence yet because i want to learn more about nursing like i want to make sure we're compliant um and i don't want to just bring a nurse on board and it not happen like i I'm very reserved with like how I spend our finances as well because I need to. I try and make it a success from the beginning, but I'm slowly moving into it. Like because uh, we're making a lot of um, staff contacts, some of them are already in the nursing industry, like studying. So they might be the ones that we can actually learn off, and then they can, they won't mind helping us 
break into that industry so we're doing it but um slowly slowly we're coming around to it because there's a lot we need to learn with other areas as well like uh, like there's massive companies out there that are running for 20 years at least uh, they got obviously they ran when it was a, a need for it a higher way um they can negotiate higher salaries they got um you know the names out there and they're working with like like bringing in doctors nurses gp practitioners they're on a higher scale and uh, we're at the but i'm still working but we can see how we want to go but we don't want to go the same way we not we don't want to follow the same trend we kind of want to do our own thing and just make sure it works for us and it's what we what we want to do oh that sounds like there's there's a a, a long and successful future ahead of you you've got Absolutely. I yeah. hope so. Thanks. <laughs> you've got, uh, as we say here in Scotland, you've got your head screwed on. You know what you're, yeah, you're. you're it, you're, it, it doesn't uh, feel like it at times because sometimes we're like, I swear to God, if our head was not attached, <laughs> it, we, we, we would have lost it because we are overwhelmed with so much to do, so much to do. But I'm not going to lie, getting um, the app based stuff and the onboarding systems and the fact that Harsh is in IT and you can adapt it to make it unique to the company that has saved us lots of time money as well so like so our expertise together we work on it like the hr side i, I didn't need to outsource hr because i know a lot and i've got a lot of friends in the industry as well but associating ourselves with other business people they scratch our back we scratch theirs we've had that we've had that and um it helps for both of us because i give a lot of hr support to people or it support to people and then they give us business knowledge of what we need as well so it really helps that the people that are successful around us are there wanting us to succeed. And that really helps because, and so when anybody, when I hear in my nephews, anybody talk about businesses, I'm like, do it, do it. Like if any, even if the parents or anybody's discouraging them, like, you do it. I don't care if you're 14 years old, 15, if you want to try it, try it. It might be something small, but as long as you're legal, <laughs> and compliant and you know, and it's not all about just, yeah, people say you need to go all the way to uni to become a business owner. You don't. I never went the uni route at all. I, I went from school and then I went into straight into work. And Harsha went the uni route and both both have worked. So it doesn't make a difference about your studying. It's about how you're going to adapt that. Oh, I'm, I'm loving the message. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, both of you, for, oh, for being you. here. I could continue talking to you, but we've kind of run out of time. That's so, fine. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being on the Business Spotlight. Thank, well, thank, thank you for you. having us. Thank you very much.